0: Bye. <laughs> Hello, I'm Joshua Vickery. And I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt. Welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community.
1: On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? How can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence?
0: On each episode, we introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart
1: with a capital a-r-t
0: yes 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 how are you mary wonderful excited about our friend show you look so bright and beautiful and colorful today thank you and you have a crown i do (laughs) will you tell everyone quickly yes so michael nutter who was our wonderful guest last week uh we talked about the art of pageantry and mary said she wanted a crown so he came into the radio show today and there sitting in a box was a beautiful crown for Mary and an etiquette book for Josh. Yes. Uh, so we learned he was he's an officiato of etiquette, which yeah. he certainly
1: is, and this beautiful book of etiquette.
0: Oh, uh, well, well thank you Michael. We appreciate you very much. And we have a fantastic show today. Yes, Mary, yes, tell yes. us what we're doing. All
1: right. Well, it be, it is beginning fringe time. Now we're going to be focusing on fringe shows. So we take all three segments of From the Heart and we give each segment Uh, its own show. So you are here first, my dear. I'm so excited that we have Kira Hannon, Mm -hmm. only 19 years old, and we're going to dive right into this. Is that all right? Yeah. Kira, Uh tell us about your show.
2: Um, I'm Kira. Uh, I'm 19 years old, and I'm the writer and director of Leviticus. Uh, This is my very first year at Fringe. Uh, You know, I've written tiny little skits and like little shows for my high school, but this is like the first time that this is like my major project. Um, But I base Leviticus off a very important event that really changed my life and how I view myself and my sexuality when I was a sophomore in high school. Um, Leviticus follows 17-year-old Levi, who is played by Zoe Hauser, uh, who is poised to be the next leader in her church's youth ministry. Uh, She's received nothing but love and support and constant just, like, awareness from her church. But then that's challenged in a big way. Her love for herself and her girlfriend, but also her love for God, that's all— Challenge when she seeks to become this leader. Um, so she's forced to make a choice within the span of three days. And it's really, it it's quick. So sh- it's depends on, you know, who she is and who she loves, even if she means turning her back on all of that.
3: Mm.
1: Remind us about the story of Leviticus in the Bible and how it relates to this.
2: Yeah. So I'm pretty sure every, it's such a taboo subject. In that you know everyone knows John 316 everybody knows this mm. but the book that i find that is least preached is leviticus is because it is you know leviticus 1823 where they say you know all these bad things are going to happen to gay people and so it this is that horrible like scripture from the view of a high schooler told that um blood will be upon her hands, her own blood will be upon her hands if she commits these acts, meaning just loving a girl. So that that ties into the show in the sense of just like this kind of very adult, very taboo scripture seen from the eyes of a high schooler and mm. everybody else around her.
0: And one of the beautiful things about the Fringe Festival is that really you can do a show about anything. Uh, and, and nothing is taboo, right? Like yeah. and that's such, such, such a beautiful thing about French. Why do you think it's important that this story needs to be told? Why did you, you could have talked about anything, right? Why this? Absolutely,
2: yeah. Um, why this is because I'm, I'm in Orlando that there is a lot of LGBTQ and plus members here. And that I know that I am not the only girl who struggled with, um, who struggled with this, this thing of, okay, I know God loves me, but also the Bible says this about me. So it's those contradicting statements. And I know that a lot of kids, a lot of adults, anybody is dealing with this, that they feel like they have to choose. Mm -hmm. They feel like they have to choose between, you know, loving God or loving who they are. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's that. And I feel that Orlando is the best place to put this out there because it, It just it resonates with people is that in either whether you're an lgbt member whether you go to church and you and you love god whether you're atheist you still you still resonate with the story one way or another Mm. because you're watching this 17 year old girl try to navigate this book and her who she is and who god wants her to be and all of these things so i feel that everybody can resonate with they saying yeah i i don't know who i'm I don't know where the expectations are, and I don't know how to best show that,
1: mm. if that makes Who sense. helped you during this time of your life?
2: Um, so this is, Leviticus is based on a true story, happened to me, um, and so I left I left my church, and then I found this Shakespeare group over the summer, it's called TYC, and those people brought me in, and it was just, what I, what I had lost with the church I got back with this group of theater kids. And I think that's also speaking on the thing is that theater, we're a community. Like you said, fringe, anything goes. And that makes us, I believe, in a a big family. Mm. So it's those people really did help me was also my family, just very, you know, we're here to help and any way that we can. But really that group of uh, TYC kids, as we call them, they really helped me and brought me in.
0: I love watching you talk about this. You're <laughs> so passionate. You can just, she exudes um, wanting to get this story out and wanting to to help. And and you are an activist, Kira, and I love how you've chosen to use your activism through writing theater at 19, at 19 years old. So I, I'm curious because I do believe that there will be a lot of people who will come out of watching your show and asking for help. So, do you have a way to help people if they come to you and say, Kira, I was so moved by this and either as a church member, I want to help um, our youth navigate this yeah. or as a as an LGBTQ young person, I'm in the same type of situation. What are you going to do?
2: Yeah. Um, Good question. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, something that is also very important to me is that trying to make this happen, like, I don't want this to happen again to another kid mm-hmm. because... With me, it was a very bait-and-switch type thing where, you know, they told me, we accept you, we love you, but then I was told no, and then I was like, okay, well, that makes no sense. I was there for six years, and they're telling me now? So it's, I believe that um, something that Leviticus is doing is that, like I said, I don't want this to happen again. I don't want this to happen to another, like, kid. So uh, what we're doing is we're donating a a portion of our proceeds to uh, Freed Hearts, which is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to helping kids who have been, you know, exiled from their church, exiled from their families. And their main mission is helping pastors understand, helping parents understand, helping teachers understand. And I believe that giving giving back is the best way. But if someone comes up to me and says, you know, this is it, uh yeah, that's just then I feel like then I know I did my job right because I don't, want, I don't want to make the church cha- churches change their mind. You know what mm. I mean? Like, I don't I don't want to go in there and be like, ah, you know, change. Like, no, that's <laughs> not what I want. You know, what I want is just to start a conversation because it's mm. better a conversation be started at all than no conversation, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You're
0: so. so mature for your age for 19 <laughs> because we talk a lot about, on this show about, you know, theater and the arts yeah. uh, being able to facilitate conversations and tough conversations sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I, I love how you're saying, Listen, I'm not going to go in there and just try to change the entire world through this piece, which it might do. Yeah. What you're saying is, hey, I really want to be able to open the door to have healthy conversation about this. And maybe through the process, lives will be changed, yeah. in which I think they will. Okay, so we're going to run out of time so Anytime. quick. Okay, tell us when it is, where it is, what time, how to get tickets, website? all that stuff. Do you have a website?
2: Um, the Fringe website is going to be your main place to get my tickets. Um, the dates are May 18th at 12. May 19th at 4, May 25th at 11.45 a.m. I know that's early. Uh, and then May 26th at one thirty. Nice. So we have four performances for you to come out and check us out in the yellow venue.
0: In the yellow venue. And how long is the show?
2: The show, uh, 60 minutes.
0: 60 minutes. Well, So just 40- a quick hour. Which venue? 11.45 is not you – get, you get to go, and then you get to go to brunch yeah. afterwards. Mm-hmm. Or, or another French show. <laughs> or another French show. Yeah, that's oh, true.
2: Which venue? Yellow venue. Yellow. Oh, that's –
0: Which one is that? That
2: That is the Goldman Theater and the Shakespeare Theater.
0: Oh, nice. Very cool. We're very excited. Yeah, Yeah. in a great space. So um, I I know you talked about Leviticus and you talked about, um, you know, why you you chose that particular title. Um, Can you just give us a glimpse into maybe some of the other characters that we'll meet?
2: Absolutely. Um, So the second character that we meet is a character named Elsie Moore. Uh, That is Levi's girlfriend. Um, And she is the most supportive. She's very hipster, very unique. But she's been dealing with, um, you know, she knows that churches aren't that cool with gays. But Levi is trying to convince her, no, my church is different. Mm -hmm. My church isn't like that. Because I think Leviticus also shows the whole thing of like modern homophobia of it's not always Westro Baptist Church type things. It's always something smaller. But we meet Elsie, then we meet Levi's mom, who is very distant but is very, very concentrated on helping her move on. You know, like she can't sit and wallow in this. She can't sit and be like, I don't know who I am. I don't know this. So she can't do that. So her mom tries to help her move forward. And then also who we meet, I think, is the most influential Character in this piece is Elizabeth. Elizabeth is Levi's when sh- when Levi was in middle school, it was her leader, mm. and she's the one who has to tell her, "Listen, you can't, you can't think that this is okay."
0: So the story that we will see is it is it the story is every bit of it true, or did you have to add some new protagonists is, and antagonists in there it to is, make it?
2: I would say it is. Uh, I definitely, when I first wrote it, it was 100% true. But now I moved it on based on to more serve the narrative more. There you go. And, um, but most of the things that the church says, uh, which will make sense if, if you come out and see it. Uh, most of the things the church said are 100% true. Mm. Which I think hits hard because it brings that whole new reality of homophobia takes different faces and different shapes. Mm. Mm.
0: And who is this show for? Who are you hoping the audience is going to be?
2: I'm, the people I'm hoping are most going to show up are people who are devoted to their church. That is, I think, in my opinion, who will gain most from this because we all, if you attend church regularly or if you attend, if you attend church you know, once every holiday and stuff, then uh, you'll understand that it makes sense because you identify with some aspect of this church.
1: And hopefully, people going through something like this, you've come to the other side, but there might be someone just starting on this journey. It Absolutely, might uh, yeah. give them some ideas for conversation.
2: Yeah, if I didn't have writing as a tool and also the summer group that I went to over the summer, um, I don't think I would have that outlet. Is that the main thing about Leviticus is that? yes, this is happening. I don't know if we can change the situation, but we can change the support that these kids, these people get. Mm, and mm. that's Levi's main concern is that she doesn't have that support. And I, that's why things go downhill.
0: I think it would be great if Leviticus moved, lived on past the right? French show yes. and that churches could bring this in <laughs> oh, wow. as a teaching moment or as a, a way it's for open conversation because this Absolutely, conversation yeah. is happening in the church right now in a, in a very big way. So um, this is going to be fantastic for you. What a great journey. Is this your first show at Fringe?
2: This is my first show at Fringe, yeah. Very,
0: very cool. Okay, remind Ooh. us again of the days and the times and how we can get tickets.
2: Okay, so tickets are mainly going to be online on, on the Fringe website, and those go on sale for the general public April 15th. And that's Orlando Orlando mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then the dates are May 18th at 12, May 19th at 4, May 25th at 11.45, May 26th at 1.30. And on May 25th on 11.45, tickets for uh, our show are only $6.
0: Nice. Wow, very cool.
1: Kira Hannon, thank you so much. Thank yes, you so much for having yes, me. I appreciate it. Go out and it.
0: support the Fringe Festival and go see Leviticus mm-hmm. in the yellow mm-hmm. venue. What a moving and powerful, based on a true story, with, with, uh, with, with the help of, of Kira here. So join us back here on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. We're going to meet some other Fringe stars.
1: Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with Joshua Vickery, and we're kicking off our Fringe shows. So for the next uh, for six weeks, we'll be having three different artists representing three different shows on each episode. So right now we welcome Lily Garnett, Garnett uh, with Warpaint. Yes.
4: Yeah, uh, Born at
1: midnight productions. I like the name of your production. <laughs> <laughs> I think the
0: that, name says it all. Yeah. It does. So, Lily, welcome to the show. Thank and is you. that is that when you write your best stuff? Is when you're bored at midnight.
4: I am a well-known insomniac, okay. so yes, oh, okay. I am. Yeah. Yes. So, lots of writing at midnight.
0: Okay. Cool. Now, is this your first time at the Fringe Festival?
4: No, this is my first time writing and sort of self-producing with with this company. Um, but I, I've performed at the Orlando Fringe before, uh, back in 2017. And then in 2018, I was up at the Edmonton Fringe Festival oh, in nice. Canada. Oh, so, nice. Wow. Um, and I loved it when I did it here in Orlando. But when I went to Edmonton, that really kind of solidified it. I was like, this is, I want to do it on my own. I, I want to guarantee that I'm going to keep doing it. So I came home and wrote my own show. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And you're here
0: from
1: Orlando.
4: Yes.
0: You're here. Very cool. And Bored at Midnight Productions
1: is your company? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Well,
0: congratulations. So tell us, what is warpain about?
4: So War Paint is a one-woman storytelling piece, and um, it's it's very autobiographical. It's kind of my story growing up as a woman and experiencing how society views and values women based on our appearances. They, mm. they look at our face and don't listen to what we're saying or don't look at our heads and our hearts. Um, and this is kind of my story, but I've I've woven in. Um I did a lot of interviews with other women and lots of other people. I've woven in other people's experiences as well with how appearances often are valued higher than intellect and and experience and et cetera.
1: Wow. And war yeah. paint. does that have something to do with makeup or uh, it absolutely does. yeah. <laughs> um,
4: I go throughout the show and actually, I put on my makeup and take it off and kind of show how we 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 put on our 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 armor and um, and I talk a lot about how. Um, I have been treated differently in my life when I'm done up looking better versus when I go out of the house barefaced mm-hmm. and um, and how that's kind of a common trend with a lot of women I know. Um, so yeah.
0: You said that's a common trend as you were talking to other women. Did, did you find some similarities in the conversation with them? Did, you, did, did people feel like that they too were judged based off of their appearance and Absolutely. not what their intellect or their talents or or anything else about them.
4: Absolutely, it is. It's fascinating. Um, the the different roles that appearances can play for us. Yes, we'll get treated differently. We'll get talked down to. Um, sometimes our looks are weapons. You know, we'll uh, sometimes we don't feel safe to leave the house looking good. Versus sometimes we feel like we look too good because mm. then we get too much unwanted attention. Um, so it's very interesting. What's the That's advantaged
1: look for a woman, in your opinion? Made up? Not made up? In between, well,
4: is there in between? It, it's interesting. <laughs> I, I tackle that exact topic in the show because when you you're done up and you look good, you're more probably more likely to be listened to and to be valued because you're you're, you're pretty um, versus not done up. You may not get unwanted attention or catcalling, etc. Mm-hmm. For example, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. if
1: you're a professor, a politician, a doctor, does it make a difference?
4: I I think so. I I think it's it's interesting. I I'm seeing it with with certain women politicians that I follow the, you want to look good and you want to look polished, but if you look too good, then, oh, what does that say about her? So
0: it's interesting. You know, you are, we are all in a very unique moment in time. You know, the Me Too movement is, is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, many, many years from now, when we look back, like on the civil rights movement, we look at these different times in history, we're going to look back at this little snapshot of the Me Too movement when, when things started to really change and here you are writing this show, getting to write this show, getting to perform this show in that movement. Why do you think that's important? Why do you think this story is important to tell right now?
4: Um, I, I, It's funny you say that. When I wrote down to write this show, it I, I always tell people it wasn't a want, it was a need. Mm. Um, because right now is a time when women are, are finally being heard. And its um, I figured this is a way to use my voice. This is my favorite platform is the theater. It's my, my chosen art form. And um, it's a story that is dear to me, and and is relevant to so many that I'm close to. So, um, I think it's it's important now because we're finally being heard, and and it's this topic is so close. So, I'm gonna Has use my voice to talk about it. Mm. Has
1: Warpaint been performed before? No, this no? is gonna be a premiere. I'm- kind of wondering what the response will be from men yeah yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah, you too right well what are what are you hoping people will either walk away with or talk about afterwards you know when they go out to the beer tent afterwards what are they gonna what do you want them to say about war paint
4: i want them reevaluating how they value people and how they why they listen to people um particularly women but it's I, i i often tell people it's not a feminist but it is it's female centric I believe the topic leans more towards women but it is a thing we how we view people and why we value them Mm. i, I want to share something with you at,
1: at my job where we i perform at disney sure. i have to put on makeup every morning mm-hmm. and i'm so jealous of the guys who'll see downstairs because they yep. could put their outfit on they're out there <laughs> they don't even put powder on and i'm just getting started with foundation <laughs> and then there's the gloss and there's the blush and the eyes yep. and, the, and the wig and, the, and they put on a hat and go i'm like it's it's extra time it's extra money yeah Yep. Yeah, and, and we and don't even make as much? As my, the guys? Que- well, my
0: question I was gonna ask, and <laughs> right in line with that, that's how I was gonna set it up is do both of you do you wish makeup was never invented?
4: Oh, that's interesting.
0: That's a good question. Or do you that's think so it has a place? Well, I do so, so much better with
4: it. <laughs> I I think I mean I it's hard to say because I it, it does have a place as an as an actress. It has uses on stage. Sure. I I being as skinned as I am I need to put on blush people need I, to see your eyes I get washed when you're out, on yeah. stage yeah. 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 yeah so it has a place but in the day-to-day man so often I don't put it on and so often wish I, I find myself wondering why am yeah. I doing this yeah
0: so, but yeah, if it was, was never there everyone would be natural mm-hmm. and you wouldn't notice mm-hmm. that it was something different there you know
1: something that you you get a little extra attention when you're uh, you heighten your features yep. just like men do in, sure. a, in a show but is it worth the price of not being taken as seriously?
0: Mm, that's so interesting.
4: Come see Warpaint. <laughs> uh, we, we will. will. I, that's exactly what well, we Well, speaking of seeing
0: Warpaint, sure. tell us how do we get tickets and what venue you're in and what days and times are your performances?
4: Sure. So to get into any fringe show, you need to make sure you have your fringe button. First mm-hmm. and foremost, they are $10, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so have your button, and then the tickets for Warpaint are $12 each. We do have discounts for military and veterans, students, as well as the Fringe artists and the volunteers. You can get those online through the Fringe app or at, at the festival. Um, and our performances, my, my performances, I should say, are we open May 16th at 10.30 p.m., and we run varying days do you would you like every yeah, specific tell us. one yep yeah. okay the next one is may 18th at 8:30 p.m. may 19th at 4 p.m. may 21st at 10 p.m. may 25th at 10:15 p.m. And May 26th at 5 30 p.m. is our closing performance, but also our ASL interpreted performance. Oh, oh lovely. I'm super excited about that. Yay yeah. For
0: you. That's wonderful. Yeah, because uh, we we love our radio show here in Magic, but it also goes to a podcast so people can Perfect. can get back and hear all those Perfect. dates and times and all of that fun stuff. So Warpaint, do you think this is the first of many works that you will do around this conversation, around this
4: topic? Oh, interesting. Um Possibly, I I have had I've definitely had ideas for future things I would like to write, but they've all been very different than this. Mm. Um, I I joke with my director because the while this is a storytelling piece and that we we touch on comedy and we touch on on nostalgia and we touch on whatnot, it is very much dramatic in nature. And I I joke with my my director that. I swear, the next time I write a piece, it's going to be a comedy. We're doing an <laughs> entertainment piece, um, but um, it is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. So we'll just yeah. have to see. Yeah, and that's
1: what Fringe is about. It's yes. bringing out those topics that are our passion, whether it's popular or not. Yes. you're making your statement.
0: Sure. Yeah, and uh, do you think that you'll have um, women who will want to talk more about this after they see the show? Do you I think? I hope so. Do you think there'll be some some change, especially from men? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah. Do the
4: you have a talkback session? Um, at this point, no, because the way Fringe is set up, we have to immediately once right, the shows over, break down, and leave. Yes, but you could um, invite them out to the beer tent <laughs> area. I <laughs> could organize something. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be great. Yeah, I that would be so.
0: cool. Yeah, that yeah. would be cool. So you said you have a director. Yes. Is that hard for you, th- the person who wrote the show and is the show, to have someone else interpret it for you? Is that uh, maybe that's for you too, Mary? Yeah, is that a fair is question. that hard?
4: Not particularly. My director's great. I put a lot of thought into it. And, Who is
0: your director? Give him uh, a shout out. Rebecca Lane. Rebecca she's Lane, wonderful. Kay. She's
4: done a bunch at the Orlando Fringe and in the Orlando theater community before. Um, so I was really excited. She came in and she's actually been helping me because I've I've never written a play before. She has been great. Oh. She she went to school for, um, I believe, contemporary theater is the technical term, but they all know all the processes on developing new work. So she has shown me all these special ways to do it, and she's been really great in helping me polish Mm. the piece and get it together. And she knows, she's very in tune with kind of my vision, and she's bringing her side to it as well. But she's been great. It's been very collaborative, so no difficulties yet. That's what I love about the arts. It's so collaborative.
1: It is collaborative. Mm -hmm.
0: And how long did it take you to write War Paint? Were there multiple versions of it, or... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes.
4: So I, I joked that it was a, it was a, it's a two week. Everything's in two weeks. Cause I went to the Edmonton Fringe Festival and it was two weeks long. And it was during that point when I said, this is what I need to do. I need to write. And I came home and the first draft I wrote in two weeks, I just came home, essentially locked myself in my room and got it all on the pages. Two weeks was the first draft. And then it sat for a good <laughs> two or three months. Cause I, I had given it everything. Um, and so I applied for the festival and I waited and, um, Then I started in, it is... When you um, went
1: back to it after putting it aside, were you pleased with what you reread?
4: I was, but at that point, I had let it marinate long enough and I had had time to kind of refresh my brain enough to where I saw, though, too. I was like, this needs to, we need to edit this, needs to be polished, this needs to be consolidated, et et cetera. So, um, but I was, I'm pleased. It is this, it's grown so much. Um, The final version, I'm working on my final round of tiny edits and tweaks, it's so close. Um, this will be the ninth draft, though wow. if that tells you anything. Yeah, so sure. it has been through, yeah, special. Have you ever written a song?
0: Yeah, I, I did. yeah, I wrote a lot more when I was in college. um, you know, and I'm trying to finish my book that I've been writing, which is very difficult. And I'm yes, not even sure. through the first pass. I'm like on two hundred and fifty pages into it, but I'm not in the second, you know, or third revision like you did, but it's it's hard. have you uh,
1: no, no. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you for being honest, Mary. You you deserve your crown of integrity. (laughs) But um, so when you wrote, when you wrote this, you must've had a lot to say to get out a what 60 minute show in two weeks. I mean, that, that came out, that must've flowed pretty easily. That's a lot of writing.
4: It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, And I remember sitting there after I did the first draft and I sat there one night and I recorded or I, I timed it, I should say. And I had it was at like 52 minutes, and I was like, "Thank you, I'm under. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go over." But, um, but through the process, it has lengthened a lot. I have found more stories that I could apply. I, I found this and that, and and I've had to cut stuff too that originally I thought, "Oh, this is super funny," or "This is super important to me," but it just wasn't aiding the story. Uh-huh. So I was like, "Sadly, gotta go." Um. I hope you get
1: sponsors like Mary Kay and (laughs)
4: and cover girl. Yeah. I don't know if it depends on the take
0: of which way you go, if they would want to sponsor or not, you know, like, uh, but is there, whenever I write there are times in my writing where a certain line that I'll pin and I'll go, Ooh, that's good.
4: I came Mm. up with that. Mm.
0: Do you have a moment (laughs) or a line in your show where you're like, wow, that's, that's good.
4: Sure. Yes. Um, I would rather be an authentic mess than a flawless fabrication. (laughs)
0: Oh, that's what I'm talking about right there. Say that again. I love that.
4: I would rather be an authentic mess than a flawless fabrication. Mm.
0: You know, that there's so much to that. But, like, what you're really, I think, through the show, and and we need to go see it, Mary, and you don't need to wear any makeup. Um, (laughs) It's
4: okay. I won't be either. So, we'll be together.
0: When we go, I think probably what will come out of it is is being true to yourself and being authentic right Mm -hmm. and being your authentic self which is part of what the makeup is one piece of us putting on layers of things to make us for the world to perceive us as what we think they should perceive us as not as who we really are Are, exactly
1: i'm I'm wondering wondering if you could offer all the women who come something if they don't wear makeup your show a dollar,
4: <laughs> off. Yeah. Oh, a that'd dollar be interesting. off a discount <laughs> i've often thought about handing out makeup wipes or makeup removers you know? Oh, <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: that's a cool thing or like that's maybe maybe that's the reaction at the end of the show like oh everybody are together. you ready to take off your makeup <laughs> with me <laughs> oh i love it <laughs> oh, it's your show though we will try to rewrite it <laughs> so go check out war paint happening multiple times at the orlando fringe festival you can find information at orlandofringe.org Please go and support Lily. This is her first time she's written a show, so Yay, let's cheer her on. <laughs> but we're going to hear, I think we're going to hear much more from Board at Midnight Productions, don't you, Mary? Yeah, I do, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> thank you. <too>. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Lily. Of
4: course. Thanks for having me, all. And we'll,
0: we'll be right back here on Magic 107.7 FM. We're going to meet Scott and his show, How to Live With Yourself When You Should Have Killed Your Mother. I can't wait.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, here with Joshua Vickery, my co-host, and we are very excited because we're kicking off our Fringe shows. And mm-hmm. uh, On this episode, this is our third and final of today. We're talking to Scott Lanier. Lanier? Lanier. 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 I like that better. Thank you for changing it. <laughs> I oh, guess the right version, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> now, guess what he wrote? He wrote a play called How to Live with Yourself When You Should Have Killed Your Mother. Wow. So our first question is, Explain. <laughs> um,
3: well, you know, uh, thank you for having me on for yeah, a stop. It's good to yeah, have you. And Mary and Joshua, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, I, I just learned uh, asking uh, if Josh preferred Josh or Joshua. Mary confessed it's Joshua, so thank you for that because <laughs> that's really what this play is about. We, we want to be called who we are, you know. It's really trying to, to get at the heart of, of who we are. Um, I wanted to write something actually to to let's be honest blame my mother uh how simple is that you mm-hmm. know um but then it quickly turns toward um a celebration you cool. know and something is this your... to honor and celebrate um uh, someone's mother and, and the relationship there
0: and is this your first show that you've written this
3: is this is my first show that i've i've written produced and pre- prepared to perform it's is a, a one person show.
1: Biographical.
3: It is. Let's say that. Okay. Let's say <laughs> uh, that this was in... inspired. Um, this might have a genesis of the Women's March here in Orlando okay. in 2017 when Ana Escamani spoke at the microphone and said, we all need to come out of the closet. Mm. Whatever that closet is, all of us are living somewhere in a closet. And we should all be out of that closet.
0: I feel like today has a theme and the show and we didn't even really mean to authenticity with with Leviticus and War Paint and now how to live your with yourself and you should Have killed your mother. It is all about being your true self. Yeah. It's all about finding your authentic uh, being. Uh-huh. And I, I love that. We don't think we planned that, but maybe it's something that's really important at the Friends this year. Yeah. Is that we use. Or in our world right now. Yeah. The theater and arts to say, hey, be who you are. I love that. I
1: noticed that when Scott just explained it. He even took his glasses off first, and that's yeah. always like a sign. <laughs> Let's
0: get real. He was making a point, that's for sure. <laughs> well, Tell maybe we-
3: trying to get bought to the bottom of my true self, right? But how wonderful that so many of the shows are investigating truth and what that looks like and how to be honest with ourselves and live in an authentic world. I think it's fantastic that so many artists are coming together to ask all of us to think about what does authenticity look like and how do we do that by connecting with each other more authentically.
0: Yeah, and that's a place where you know, talk about happiness. That's where there is true happiness. When you are living that authentic self and you are being true. I've been through many variations of that in my life. And the the best place to be is in, is in that place. It's and freeing, I, 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 right? It is freeing. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. So when did this journey, so you said the inspiration was Ana Eskmani, who's our dear friend, who was just on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, when hearing that speech just moved you and inspired you, did you go home right away and just start writing? Or? Oh,
3: no, no, not at all. The writing process for this place started, I would say, mm, as recently as, as this past November. Okay, um, so that that's when things really started to coalesce and and then have a vision for what this could look like to engage an audience um, and share a story.
0: And so the show the show is sixty minutes. Is it? Uh, a, it's it is okay. It it is. one one man show. Is it? It's just a one you? person show. All right. right, very cool. And how many revisions of this show did you have?
3: Well, let's find out. I have, <laughs> I have seven nights at the Blue Venue. Um, and, you know, one of the great things about Fringe is we're going to find out how this plays to the audience in the first night and whether the play looks exactly the same or not uh, well, so come you, tell second us about it. Night. Tell us
1: what to expect.
3: Um, well, I thought it was great that Joshua mentioned, you know, getting to a place of happiness and true happiness. Um, you know, this really is an opportunity for me to come out, for me to um, have a character caramel del mar and caramel has has really been hiding from the world for an entire lifetime uh caramel's about to turn 60 and it's just time to be caramel
0: Mm, i love that
3: um but caramel has to go through a lot to discover who that is and uncover and unpack and unravel Mm -hmm. who that is and who that might be and caramel needs to have some conversations with some people um, and, and so that's really what, what's happening here. And it's interesting we're talking about getting to that place of happiness because this particular play um, really has a lot of sadness. Um, th- there's hopefully a, a couple of chuckles in it. Mm-hmm. But really this is, is, is about how to live with sadness when that sadness compiles and adds on and doesn't go away. How to live with the anger that comes with that when mm. it compiles and adds on and doesn't go away. Yeah. And then the ghosts that come and can haunt someone. So
1: how do you live with it?
3: Oh, I don't know. You just ask the questions. (laughs) The
1: play just asks the questions. It doesn't.
3: I I think it asks the questions and I think it tries to celebrate a sharing of emotion with an audience, with new friends, Mm. with people who I I hope are walking away saying, I I, I really, I met a new friend tonight Mm. and I care about that person.
0: I love that. And I love yeah. how you said you you answered the show the question, how many revisions does it have? And you said, Well, we'll see. We have seven nights <laughs> and I, I really do love that because you this is a this is a livable piece of fringe. theater, right? This is right? Orlando Friends. Well, and it's a livable piece yeah. of theater. You're living right. it. And so you're gonna be able to know because you're building a relationship with your audience each night, what are the things I might need to spend some more time on? Right. You said there's moments of joy and moments of sadness mm-hmm. and Moments of discovery, and you might feel that you might need to spend a little more time on the section of sadness or the section of joy. And I I love how you're going to be fluid with that, how that's going to kind of come to life each night. So, you're in the blue venue. Which is the blue venue?
3: um, I believe the blue venue is is one of the rooms in the Shakespeare Theater. Okay, perfect. Which
0: is is a great space. Oh, I think it is. That's a great space. Uh Yeah, it's a really great space Mm -hmm. so do you have a director and a producer or are you all of the above you are looking at (laughs) oh i love it i love it costumers too costumer uh, (laughs) yes all the above okay i have a question for you is
1: is your mom still with us
3: um my mom did not even know anything about any of this still does not know the title um <laughs> may not because she live here in she, town? it's a lot to take in um you know uh my child my nine year old did the artwork uh, for the show and wow. his interpretation when i asked him to draw it for me was was just fantastic uh-huh. um i actually called my mom just a few minutes ago on the way here and said i'm doing a play and on may 25th it's going to be the the next to last show um it's saturday <laughs> afternoon w- would you come you know, Did
1: you tell her the title? So, no, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you really didn't. She doesn't no. need to know until until no. it's time. Does she live no, here? No, because in
3: town? this 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 really this is a a great opportunity to publicly you know celebrate all mothers, all women. I mean, this what's what's it about? Let me just answer that question one more time. You know, this is this is about what women do and have to do in order to be the warriors that they are. It's about what they need to sacrifice and give up mm. identity, authority, agency in order to, to maintain and have the authority and agency that matters to them mm. to protect their own, to be warriors. Wow. Mm. Um,
1: Sounds like it's a tribute.
3: It, it, by the end of it, I hope it is. That's right. So your mother is going to be, very but we're going to be honest proud. through the way. There's, yes. there's you yes. know, it's difficult. You know, that's like, life. A difficult path to get there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, right. in,
0: in every bit of authenticity, there is truth and there is reality, and it's not always pretty, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's another thing great about fringe is there's nothing off the table. You can talk about all of those things. You can get as real as you need to. <laughs> and love. There's no censoring. Love
1: isn't always pretty.
0: That's true too. You're exactly right. I don't think it should be. I think real authentic love again is not there's gonna be moments where it's okay to fight right like there's a there's a good way to fight and a bad way to fight but and
1: it's sometimes okay to fight. you have to be ugly it, you know what I mean with 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 your truth it's sometimes it's just not always pretty but that doesn't mean there isn't love
0: mm. so besi- besides you know celebrating the true self and 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 womenhood womanhood what else do you hope people will get out of this show when they walk away and they go out to talk after after they've seen this what do you hope they talk about
3: well there's a a bit of a plea i think in the show to to be sensitive and aware just of of other individuals you know the strangers who we don't know who um are were only a, a, a hello or a handshake or a hug away from being a friend Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only mm-hmm. a hello, a handshake, or a hug away from being a friend. We, we have
3: millions, millions of friends out there. We just haven't met them yet or gotten to know their name. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. And so to, to try and, and, you know, just, just maintain that, that compassion in, in our attitudes and our opinions and judgments of, of any other person, um, we all go through a lot. We have incredible stories. And I think that if we're talking again about finding that truth in who we are, You know, we're living at a time when in the world, we we walk around, we're pretending almost every day. There's very few people, I think, who live authentically themselves, and I so respect them, would like to be like them. Mm.
1: What do you imagine that looks like for a person to live an authentic life? How about you too, Joshua? What does that look like?
3: Oh, it would look like as many things as there are people, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good yeah. answer. Yeah, that's true.
3: Now, I, that, now that's a rainbow.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My favorite song right now, um, Jonathan Larson, who wrote Rent, the musical Rent, uh-huh. um, he has a, a, they just released a, a CD called the Jonathan Larson Project. And it's all of these songs that he created that they found after he passed. And now Broadway stars are doing them as cabarets at, you know, at Studio 54 right now. And there's a song called green street and green street is a street in, in Manhattan. And it talks about from the viewpoint of this guy who goes out to green street and he's describing all of these people. He's seeing, you know, a dad and artist, and all these different things. And at the end he says, "Will one of them just look me in the eye. And it's like exactly what you're talking about is, you know, he just wants someone to connect. He just wants all of these great people who are moving around him to say hello or to shake his hand or notice him. And I think that's interesting to think about throughout our day, how many missed moments we have because we didn't stop to say hello or we didn't stop to, to shake a hand. or.
3: And how often do we impact how someone else feels without ever even getting to know them or having had a mm-hmm, chance? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that's the cashier at the grocery store or someone we just passed by on the freeway, but we're impacting, being impacted by...
1: Sometimes a smile from a stranger can shift your attitude.
0: I just posted on my Facebook yesterday, true story, go look at it. <laughs> I said a phone call or a message from someone that tells you they believe in you can change your whole week. That's what I posted yesterday. I read that. And that's so in line with what we're saying. Yeah. You know, it, it, being able to be your authentic self, but then celebrate others authentic self right
3: isn't this going to be a fantastic fringe this season it really really is and your show is going to be fantastic well i I, i'm too humble so right (laughs) (laughs) too too humble to to want to worry about that that's the beautiful thing Um, about
0: fringe um scott is that you know i don't think anybody in fringe does a show just because they want to do a show and they want to produce a show it's because they have something they want to say they have something they want to tell people And I think that's, I can tell just spending a few minutes with you that you have something you want to say, you have something you want to tell.
3: It is, you know, I'm looking forward to how this, this, um, collection of artists coming together is, is just going to make a mark on the city and the the vibrations that are going to resonate for a long time afterward, I think because of, and, and the support from, you know, um, your show and, 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 and getting it out there and letting people know, uh, but really, um, while I want some I want to say a few things to, to my audience and, and have them have a couple of things to think about. This is really about the emotion and the connecting, and let's do some feeling together. I love that. And let's maybe be willing to be brave enough to explore some feelings that culturally we've been taught and have learned to try and make go away, mm. right, or, or, or to stamp down. We're going to say, no, let's, let's, let's take a moment to have a space to, to just feel for a little bit.
0: I love that. So go check Thank out you. Scott and how to live with yourself when you should have killed your mother. It's in the Blue Venue. There's seven different performances. Seven shows. That's you can cool. go get tickets at OrlandoFringe dot org. And can we connect with you on social media or website? Yeah,
3: absolutely. I'm actually getting ready to launch the Facebook page, which right. will be linked to the Fringe website. Okay, perfect. And that's going to open. And so. Will um, it be the title Face- of the show? Facebook is my, it, it will be. Okay. And Facebook is my social media platform. So Perfect. That's well, best we'll be. of luck
0: and break Good legs. Luck. Scott. We'll see you there. And, uh, we'll see you there. What a
3: pleasure to meet you and share this space here, here. with you. And, and, and.
0: Thank you. You too, Scott. Thanks for coming on. Mary, always a pleasure with you, my dear friend. Fringe show number one. Congrats. Fringe show number one. And boy, Scott was right. It is going to be a great Fringe. I can't wait to go and see the shows. Join us back here next week. We're going to meet some more producers and directors and actors with the Orlando Fringe Festival on From the Heart Magic 107.7 FM.